The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson here with Brady Quinn and Lazy Deucible. It's Tuesdays with Brady! Pew, 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 pew. Oh, yeah, pew, he's pew, back. He's back. Oh, yeah, I missed last week. Oh, yeah, you were going last week. He left his hanging last Tuesday. What happened? Yeah, t- Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday? Wednesday? Um, yeah, it was Wednesday. Yeah, it, well, hey, I guess, Tuesday is what you're saying. I guess Tuesday doesn't really work on a Wednesday. Tuesday, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we'll that quote that phrase ways back when we did it on a Tuesday, I think. So now yeah, it's yeah, right. We were doing. We, we were celebrating a friend who uh, had a battle with cancer. He's doing great now, but awesome. every year we obviously go and try to um, go on a little trip together. A bunch of guys were friends, so that was uh, that was what I missed it for. We usually would miss this for anything in the world outside Aww. of my family, loved ones, and obviously something kind of special like this. So what? Uh, where'd you go? Where'd, where'd you go on the trip? Uh, it was a golf trip. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Will probably already knows, so he's he's just kind of look at him, look at him. He's like, he wants the people to know. I, I honestly, I forgot where you went, so I wasn't trying to do anything. It was Calusa Pines. It's an unbelievable place. It's uh, if you get a chance to ever go play, just don't even hesitate. Just say yes. Okay. So. Palusa Pines. Calusa Pines. Yes. Calusa Pines. I was going to say you wouldn't take Pete Prisco to poop. Yeah, I would never take Pete Prisco there. I would. That's like a good judge of like, okay, what. How nice is this golf course? It's like, would you take Pete there? Because you know that Pete is going like. It's not just the golf course. It's like the golf course, the story behind how they build it. Dana Fry, their designer, spent as much money on dynamite to shape that course as any place in the state. So it's like for being in Naples, it's incredibly undulated for how it looks, where you don't see a lot of that in that part of the state. And uh, the clubhouse is unique. It's unlike anything else. Mm. Uh, it, it's just, it's an experience. You got to go. You got to go if you get the chance. Naples, I heard Naples is nice this time of year, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Naples yeah. is nice year round. That's true. That's true. Well, a little hot in the, uh, I mean, like y'all, like 
Well, y'all are. I guess a little toasty in the uh, in the in the summer. Oh, where, where y'all are doesn't get toasty too. There, with them. exactly. It, it was weird, man. Them. So, um, uh, we we uh we had like it was like seventy degrees, and then it was thirty degrees, and like back to back days here in, oh, in North wow. Carolina. It was wild. So it was like wrong? this. It, it, well, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in, I'm at the farm right now. Um, and uh, but the um, I we built a bunch of fires. Built a bunch of fires. Uh, once it got nice and cool, I say I love a good Nothing fire. Nothing better than a fire. Time Nothing right. better than a fire. Just lounging by the, the fire. Smell the crackling yeah. of the wood. Reading books. Oh yeah. Getting smart by a fire. Not oh, just kidding. That's all you do. Nah. Nah. Absolutely you not. Drink by a fire. Will. Ah uh, yeah. Red wine. <laughs> red wine. A little bourbon. You never know. All right. Good let's bourbon. get moving. Let's get cracking like a fire. We'll start today as we often do with the Cleveland Browns. Team had a huge comeback against their divisional foe, the Baltimore Ravens, down 14 points late in that game last week. And they come back. They beat the they beat the Ravens despite missing an extra point that would have uh, tied things up. They moved into the sixth seed uh, and were really nipping on the Ravens' heels and, of course, Pittsburgh's heels when it comes to that division. And then this morning, more sad, overcast Cleveland news as Deshaun Watson out for the season. Um, Browns issued a statement saying that he underwent a magnetic resonant imaging. Not, uh, not necessary to be part of the statement, but thank you, Cleveland, uh, for, for that. The MRI. I think we've all got it. Yes, yeah, yeah. just MRI. Like, I didn't, I'm not even sure I knew what an MRI stood for. I didn't really care. I just knew what it was. Um, imaging on his left ankle revealed a high ankle sprain, which I'm not sure that you needed that to figure it out. In addition, post-game, Deshaun notified our medical staff of a new discomfort in his right shoulder that he felt after a hit in the first half. An MRI of his right shoulder revealed a displaced fracture to the gl- glenoid. Glenoid? How do I pronounce that, Doctor Quinn? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to follow where you're at on this. I was looking at you in the camera, not that. Um, yeah. Where are you um, at? On and as like has been as has been part of the narrative with now. Deshaun Watson, yeah, glenoid. Yeah. Glenoid. That's it. All season long, the Browns had to point out that despite performing at a high level and finishing the game, I mean, my goodness gracious, like we'll get into this a little bit more, I'm sure, but uh, could the rhetoric surrounding the reports of Deshaun Watson being injured be more heavy handed about how he like, it's like, I mean, an absolute warrior out there battling through an injury. It's like, we get it. We get it. You want everybody to think that he's tough. He's, he's done for the season though. Because of a shoulder discomfort. Think um, that he's tough? What's that? Think that he's tough? Is he? Is he? I mean, maybe he's tough. He's a football player. Of course he's tough. <laughs> but it's like, it's like I mean, ever since a certain discussion started brewing up about Deshaun Watson, there's been this. Well, so, so let's start there. I, was gonna, I didn't know we were going to go there, but we might as well. Let's talk about the football part of it, then we'll get to that part about Deshaun no, 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 Watson. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's just talk about it, all right? Yeah. Okay. Notice the difference of how this has all been reported. Yes. Put out there. Yes, Very correct. clear by the Browns medical staff. Yeah. And from all parties involved, what the injury is, when it took place. I mean, even with the high ankle sprain, depending on the severity, it could and he could have had to miss a significant portion correct. of the rest of the season. So regardless of what it is, this is the Browns learning from the previous mistake of having a head coach who comes out and said he was cleared and then leaving it up to the speculation of everyone else out there. Exactly. There is This is completely clear what took place, what it took place, why he needs surgery, and why he's going to miss the rest of the season. So 
kudos to all parties involved because clearly that wasn't the first thing the, the first time around with the shoulder injury yes. what happened now will i understand what you're saying because obviously as many people will they'll send you stuff like i'm not gonna say what nfl reporters but it's like wow did his agent write that for him yes. um <laughs> which a lot of times we've seen that with some of the prominent insiders who will tweet things that it's like wait a second you're supposed to take that out when you copy and paste okay that's happened to me on social <laughs> yeah. media before uh, I'll, I'll say this. It was his best half of football yeah. as a Brown. Correct. It, no doubt. And he was gritty. He was tough. He fought through it. You know, you knew there was going to be the ankle injury because you, you could tell visibly watching him play. The shoulder thing, it'd be hard to I have to go back and look. I haven't had time yet today to go look, see what hit it was. Yeah. But you, you really didn't notice necessarily, which is a good thing, I guess, if you're a Browns fan. Um, but in this case, now it's like you, you got to spin it forward. And now you have to say – where does this put the Browns? Because the Browns are currently a playoff team. I had them a playoff team before the season started, and I think they still can be. But the problem is I think they've got to either have much better football from, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, look who's gonna, looks like he's going to be the starter for this week, or P.J. Walker, who has been the starter. And, and the biggest thing is just take care of the football. You know, in Dorian Thompson-Robinson's first start, uh, it didn't really take care of the football. P.J. Walker and his two starts didn't take care of the football. That's the biggest issue that I think you have if you're a Browns fan moving forward is this team's good enough to still win games with defense, yep. a running game, and a quarterback just managing it all. I mean, look, they're playing the Steelers this week. The Steelers are the case study for getting outgained offensively every single week they're this winning. season and having a winning record and currently right now being in the playoff hunt or being in the playoffs if they started today. Magic so beans. Don't lose hope. The the Brown the Browns still have hope. They just need to be to be able to have, you know quarterback play that's not going to turn the football over and we were saying that when Deshaun Watson came back when he was yeah. out it didn't matter this is still a potential playoff team yeah as we look at this there's so much to dive into I'm glad you brought up that statement by the Browns Brady because it's like a totally different tune than what we heard earlier in the year right because when you put out the words medically cleared like you said Brady it leaves everybody up to their own interpretation like is this guy healthy can he truly play like why is he not on the field yeah when and when we had this discussion, guys, I was saying sometimes, you know, you got to protect yourself from yourself as players. Right. Because if you know that there's something still not right, we see Kawhi Leonard did it, did it right when he's with the San Antonio Spurs. He decided to keep himself out of the game because he felt like he wasn't 100 percent healthy. I was just looking at Deshaun Watson's past. Right. And he's always been a gritty performer. Like people forget when he's playing for the Houston, Texas, he was getting beat up a lot of those games. Mm -hmm. And he was showing up every week until they had the issue and he decided he wanted to get traded. Now, I'm just talking about the football player on the field right now. Yeah. All the other stuff, you know, you can come up with your own interpretation. But as far as the football player on the field, there was I've never seen I've never been able to question his competitiveness. I've never seen it on the field where we question that. So when he was hurt and people were saying, you know, potentially when you make 230 million, you know, maybe that makes you take your time and coming back. I was just saying from what I've seen on film, I've never seen him not play if he's able to actually play. Then we see him, I think it was Brady, two, three weeks ago, he comes in, doesn't look good, they take him back out of the game, right? Something clearly was still wrong with the shoulder. And like you said, Brady, the Browns handled this terribly, right, in regards to putting out statements saying he's medically cleared because, again, if you're not specific in that scenario, then you leave the interpretation up to everybody in the media yeah. to make their own interpretation. So – I really did like how they came out and they were clear about his injury, what it was going to take him, him, you know, saying he still kind of wanted to play, even though he knew if he took a hit the wrong way, it could really damage his arm. 
that shows you how competitive he is. And, and to your point, Brady, I mean, that second half, you would have never known anything was wrong with his shoulder. I mean, he was perfect, 14 of 14 in the second half. And I think the thing that was gutsy, you talked about the high ankle uh, injury. There was multiple times, Brady, he scrambled and picked up first downs, right? He scrambled yeah. and picked up a two-point conversion. So, I mean, I, I think his, his competitiveness should never be questioned going forward. It just sucks if you're the Browns because you made me feel like that we were getting that Deshaun of old, right? And now with that defense that you talked about, Brady, I mean, this defense is stifling. Like, Miles Garrett, to me, is the is the forefront leader for defensive player of the year. I mean, this dude has been unblockable. I, look, look, I, yeah, we're good. I, I think the thing you bring up about his competitiveness being questioned, it's not that competitive is, is questioned. Um, because, like, the, the bigger topic of discussion, this came up from something that I brought up, talking about on radio, and this is why everyone started talking about it and everyone made it a big deal because they clipped off a portion and talking about the, a philosophical conversation is, do we question NBA players' toughness when there's load management? I, I think people have been questioning Kawhi Leonard. Oh, and that's what I'm saying is, is yeah. like, we're going to get to a point in the NFL if – you know, we start playing 18, which will eventually come, maybe yeah. even more than that, where some players, and even on Thursday night short weeks, they're just not going to be able to be ready from a Sunday to a Thursday to be able to play a game. Correct. Um, side note, it's one of the reasons why I wish the NFL would look at adopting primetime games throughout the course of the week to provide extra rest for players and not being beholden to Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and that being it. It's like, well, mm. why not incorporate it Tuesday or Wednesday if you could figure out a way of, of giving some players some additional rest, additional days throughout Ooh. the course of the year. Um, but I think the, the greater point here is when you have a medical staff that clears you, yeah. all right, it leaves too much ambiguity as to like what's going on then. And that's been the biggest difference of what happened earlier this season and what's happening now. And there's a difference in like how your shoulder feels if it's hurt and banged up versus like, you have the potential of not being able to ever play at this level again because of structural damage. Like that's not, it's not worth considering. It's not, you don't question it. It, it is what, like you move on from that. Yeah. Like there's other injuries that you sustain that like, it's going to be pain, man, like high ankle sprain. Like some of that, it might need to be surgery. It might not. You might have to wait sometimes so the pain goes down. You can play effectively. So I don't know that anyone was questioning his competitiveness. I think it comes down to just, the miscommunication from the team and from his party as to what the heck was going on. And, and that's what left everything up to speculation. But in regards to, you know, toughness and all that stuff, no one's questioning it was toughness when you're a football player, you know, at least they shouldn't. Um, unfortunately, I think in today's society, when there's social media and everything else there, like anyone can question anyone's toughness or question anything. So it is what it is. But I, I do think that that wasn't part of the conversation necessarily. It was just the, the miscommunication or lack of communication yeah. being clear about what exactly is going on. And, and that's, that's not the case here. Like the Browns know exactly where, where he's at moving forward, and they know exactly where what they have to do moving forward too. Well, I, I would say this, Brady, Like, and I spoke about this, and people were worried about what his teammates would feel like. And, Brady, you know this. After a while, if players truly feel like a guy can play – like they'll start being like rumors and, and murmurs coming out of the locker room. That never happened in this situation. You never heard anybody come out. You never heard any reporters report that, you know, certain players are frustrated at the shyness and playing. And that should have kind of been a telltale as well, too, because I know we always say, Brady, we want to keep things in the locker room. But like you said, with social media these days and everything, things rarely stay in the locker room anymore in today's society, right? Things come out. So I just think 
you know, again, the Browns did handle this terribly is in regards to their an original statement saying he was medically clear because that does leave it up to interpretation from everybody. Yeah. But I think players on the team not being frustrated in this situation. I mean, obviously they want to shine out there. Well, you're winning, they they kind of know, like, if I'm like, in his position, if I'm not truly all the way back, I'm hurting the team if I go out there. And he, the crazy right. thing is, right, he did try to go out there a couple games ago. It didn't look good. And people said, well, he didn't look good before that. But we don't know how long the shoulder injury was lingering, right? Yeah, um, but, but then, I think, again, when people make that statement, they're talking about the end of last year and then the beginning of this year where yeah. Tennessee was probably his, his best game. He got hurt in that game. But Correct. Um, it, it's kind of a moot point now. It doesn't really matter moving forward yeah, because he's done for I, year, I think yeah. the frustration, even if there was players who were frustrated, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're they're – they're not going to voice it. They're a winning football team. They've been they've been you know, right there in the mix the whole entire time. You tend to get players who question that more. I think when you have a losing season, yeah. and you know things aren't going by, then then I, you know everything gets questioned. Like I go, I, I hearken back to the whole Bill situation with Ken Dorsey, and I know we're going to segue at some point. But like, yeah. if Denver, if they don't have, if they don't have twelve men on the field, oh, he's not Denver getting fired. This is the pick. Does he's Ken like Dorsey get fired? fired? No, not at all. That's you, like, you, yeah, yeah. Though. Or if the, if the if the Bills, yeah, exactly. We will get to Dorsey in a minute. Um, for the Browns, I think it was interesting just to like, and I, you know, I, I know we talked about like the, the the way that the Browns handle this too. You can see it with the quotes that are being disseminated out there, where it's like, like they re- like like Deshaun Watson's agent or somebody Deshaun or somebody yelled at the Browns like, look, if you're gonna, you know, when you announce this, like, make sure that you do Correct. it right this time and like, Correct. don't don't like don't let this get out there because you heard I, I think the quote from um. Uh, Andrew Barry was that Deshaun Watson and it c- calls it quote an incredible display of physical and mental toughness for Watson to play with a fractured shoulder and high ankle sprain oh for more than one of the for for I mean it's, which it, it is it's like Jack it is. Young it's like Jack Young yeah, but my thing is that, uh, if I'm Deshaun I don't care about you saying that after the fact like, yeah yeah you're like where was all this in the beginning when you left left right. and you know left it up to everybody to interpret whether I was yeah. truly hurt or not so, so <laughs> let me let me ask you this what what do we think they do next. Where do where do the Browns go from here in terms of they have you know they have DTR well, they have PJ Walker they said they're so, going to add so a quarterback. Here's the thing I wonder I wonder if they don't look at the Josh Dobbs situation and go Man, oh oh I wish we were hung on to him that. this year like boy that would have come in there. I mean that's Man. that was the team he was with and yeah if he's they traded for a fifth round there, pick not only, not only would have he would have he have helped them you know earlier this year he'd be definitely helping them right now he'd probably um, be elevating he, them right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's played really well, man. Yeah. Well, well this is my thing, Brady, because I looked at that too earlier, and I'm like, first of all, you paid him. It, it wasn't like they just brought him in, Brady. They paid him to be the number two on this team, just in case a scenario like this happened. And I think they just got a little happy feet when they saw DTR play as well he, as he did in preseason. And we know, Brady, it's a it's an immense, like, ratchet up period from preseason to regular season. And no, I thought it was interesting that they – there's rumors that DTR is going to start this week because the one start he had, Brady, did not look good. At least with P.J. Walker, you were still in games. The game that DTR played, they weren't in that game from the beginning. Like, it got ugly quick. So I thought it was interesting because they have been able to run, even though that, you know, Nick Chubb is gone, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt have been able to run the ball effectively. I mean, that Ravens defense was the number one defense in football, and Jerome Ford went over 100 on them. Like, they ran the ball really well. So – that's what Stefanski wants to do anyway. He wants to be in 12 personnel, one, you know, one back, two tight ends, be able to attack you down the seams with his tight ends and then get Amari Cooper involved in the intermediate game. So I thought P.J. Walker, you know, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, because we talked about that too, if he could take care of the football, I thought he could be a consummate pro, a stopgap guy 
on the way to a run to the, the playoffs because their defense is just that good. Like that yeah. defense is going to keep you in games no matter what. No. So so they have uh, the Steelers this week at the Broncos, at the Rams, Jaguars, Bears at home, at the Texans. Deshaun Watson doesn't get to play his old team once again versus the Jets and mm. at the Bengals. That feels like a real. That feels like a, if you got Deshaun Watson playing well, like all right, this is a this is a, play, a very good chance for a, like a playoff team, and they're gonna th- they can threaten the Ravens to win the division. Now it feels like. Oh. I, I mean, I'll say this much: the Steelers, if the playoffs started today, are in. We don't look at them as an offensive juggernaut, <laughs> to say so the least. <laughs> it's it's not like the Browns are out of this thing. Like they're no. really not. I st- I still think they have a shot. I still think they have an opportunity. As long as they take care of the football, as yeah. Leger's pointed out, like they can run. That offensive line is one of the best in the league. The defense sure. is one of the they best. They got to get healthy, in the though. Like, yeah, that, that, that's part of it. But look, they weren't healthy last week, and they're still yeah, they still ran the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they still I mean, ran they, the ball. They, 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 they lost. You know, again, I mean, legs, they lost their two starting tackles, one yeah. of the best, three best running backs in the NFL, and Nick Chubb, and now a, right. a quarterback who they gave two hundred thirty million fully guaranteed million dollars, two hundred thirty million fully guaranteed to like. And a former like all pro slash pro bowler quarterback. I mean, this is that's a lot of that's a lot. If they make the playoffs, Kevin Stefanski should get some coach of the year looks, honestly. Like uh, you know he's definitely in the discussion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at him and, and Kevin O'Connell, similar situations, yeah, right? For you sure. lose your number one receiver, you know, the Browns lose Nick Chubb, you lose your quarterback, the Vikings lose Kirk Cousins. And this is why I always say, Brady, coaching matters, right? Because you got to be oh, able right. to elevate your team. Like I think Josh Dobbs said it best, right? This is a production based league right we don't care what you're going through what scenario you're put in your job is to go out there and get it done and both of these coaches have done that at a high level the last few weeks all right so let's take a break and we come back we'll talk about the aforementioned kenneth dorsey and Mm. what it means to get fired if you're how you get fired on your day off (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll talk about that next Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so real quickly, uh, and then we'll get into some division winner discussion, but Ken Dorsey fired by the Buffalo Bills after losing Monday night on, and as you as you pointed out, dudes, it's like, you miss a field goal, Bills win, two, 12, too many men on the field, Bills get a kick again, and Dorsey's fired. The Bills rank like top five in every advanced and basic offensive metric this season. I, I yeah. saw it pointed out by somebody that it's almost like because the defense is so banged up, because the Bills are losing, because there's this sort of out exterior pressure being put on the scene, it's like every little mistake the offense well, makes feels extremely amplified. Yeah, let, let me give you a little bit of history lesson here, right? Because the Bills went through this same exact thing back in 2021, okay? Brian Dable was the coach. Mm. This is weeks 9 through 14, all right? Remember, uh, Stefan Diggs had got there, I believe, in 2020, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, and that was where like Josh Allen really arrived. Diggs had a big right. year. Diggs had so so like they're starting to roll now. Like there's they're you're we're looking at the Bills like, oh, is this the contender to the Kansas City Chiefs? So they hit a two and four lull between weeks nine and weeks 14. Mm-hmm. They had 13 turnovers offensively. They were averaging 360 yards per game offensively and 22 points per game. This sounds familiar. Let's fast, let's fast forward to 2023. Weeks five through ten, two and four record. 13 turnovers by the offense, 356 yards per game, averaging 21 points per game. Wow. The exact same, almost the exact same statistical analysis in that that two and four span, okay? Now, what they do that year? They stuck by Brian Dable. They found their way out of it. They won their next five games, including a wild card playoff game, right? Obviously lost in the divisional round. Okay, so what's the biggest difference between 2021 and that lull in 2023? Let's look at the numbers. All right. Their defensive stats during that time. In 2021, they gained eight turnovers in that period. So they still had a minus five turnover margin. They were giving up 312 yards per game. Pretty damn good. And only giving up 20 points per game. Pretty good. 2023, they got half the amount of turnovers. All right. They've only gotten four. It's minus nine in the turnover margin. So to your point, Will, things are a little bit more – uh, elevated offensively when you make mistakes five. if you're not getting as many turnovers on defense. And they're giving up 359 yards, almost 360 yards of offense. That's 50 more yards almost on yeah. offense. And then two more points per game, which doesn't seem like that much, but over the course of a season when you're talking about a really up. tight NFL, <laughs> that's sometimes the difference between winning and losing. So in this case, you can't fire the defensive coordinator because that's Sean McDermott, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What other change are you going to make? You're not firing Josh Allen, all right? You're not benching him, even though a lot of the turnovers he's been a part of, and it's not all on yeah. him. It's on a lot of you know parties involved. Gabe Davis. So you, you you fire the one person that you kind of can that's expendable in this case, and that's offense corner Joe uh, Ken Dorsey, because you have Joe Brady on your staff and you can elevate him. So there's probably some other avenues they could have went, but yeah. this more signals like a bigger picture thing to me with the Bacoulas, mm-hmm. who are the owners. Uh, the Pagula family is a big donor at Penn State University. Who just got fired this past week at Penn State? The offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich. Mike Yersich, yep. I'm just saying if you are a ownership owner of an NFL team and mm-hmm. you're a big money donor and you're not getting the results that you want, 
a lot of times you can use your influence to make certain decisions. And I think in both cases at Penn State, they weren't very happy with what was happening offensively. You move on from your sitch. And it just so happens in the same week, the Bagula family who owns the Bills, not happy about where the offense is going, even though largely their defense due to injury has impacted them more than anything else. It's just kind of interesting that they have to own the team and guess who gets clipped? The offensive coordinator. Ooh. So it's disheartening to me that they don't stick by Ken Dorsey and see this thing through it. I don't know the relationship that Josh Allen has with him. I mean, he was the quarterback coach for two years prior to being the passing game coordinator and then becoming uh, the offensive coordinator. So obviously they've been together for a while. I would imagine they have a good relationship. Yeah. Maybe they're going through a rough patch. I, I don't know. That, that okay, that wouldn't be this time. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, well, I guess I can't but, um, but Will, just, just breaking down what Brady was talking about, um, and I'm glad he brought it up because he brought up some points that I was going to bring up. First and foremost, I'd like to say Ken Dorsey 100% was a scapegoat in this scenario, 110%. Because as me and Brady were saying before the break, if they if they don't have 12 men on the field and Lutz misses that field goal, there's no way he's firing Ken Dorsey. There's no way. Yeah. Um, my thing is, he's right. You can't fire Josh Allen, but what you can do is take the game out of his hand. Let's go back to what Brady was talking about last year. I don't know if Brady remembers. Maybe he does. There was a scenario where they played the Cleveland Browns, but remember they had to play him in Detroit because of the storm. Now, this yeah. is off of that stretch where Josh Allen had multiple turnovers versus the New York Jets, hurt his elbow, then had the turnovers versus the Vikings. What did Ken Dorsey do that game? He took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. They ran the ball for nearly 200 yards. What did they do on that last drive this last week versus Denver to take the lead? They took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. They ran the ball. So Ken Dorsey does know how to rail him back in if he does start playing high school Harry football and turning <laughs> it over. Run the football. I mean, James Cook averaged, I believe, over eight yards a carry. Latavius Murray averaged like over four or five yards a carry. I don't know where in the books it says just because we're paying a quarterback $200 plus million that we can't run the football. Like, that is outrageous to me. And – Sean McDermott, like, this is what I was talking about earlier this offseason when he got into it with Steph Diggs, may have misspoke in the media. Brady, you know this, as a head coach, you got to be level-headed, right? You can't speak off emotion. You can't make emotional changes. And time after time, McDermott shows us that he makes emotional decisions, right? He misspoke about Steph Diggs, who was your number one player on offense. Or you, could play, you could put Josh Allen there in that scenario, 1A, 1B, right? You upset him. Because you clearly told him he could go home because you guys couldn't come to terms on what you were talking about. But then you go to the media and say you're very concerned that he isn't there. Now you give you ask Ken Dorsey as if he's the issue when your quarterback – this is a crazy stat, y'all. You know how many turnovers Josh Allen has since he started in the NFL? 94 turnovers. You know how many games Josh Allen has actually played in? Only 87. So he's averaging at least one turnover plus a game. How is that on the coordinator? No, that's on Josh Allen. So you can say what you want, McDermott, and maybe you're right, Brady. Maybe there is some conspiracy theory where the owners aren't happy and somebody had to get the boot. But firing Ken Dorsey was not the solution in this scenario. Let's not also forget the Bills have a gauntlet of a schedule coming up, right? Mm -hmm. I believe they, they have. I believe they have the Dolphins again. The Jets always play the Bills really hard. They have the Chiefs still to play. They have the Cowboys still to play. And I believe the Eagles, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, this yeah. is when you want to fire your offensive coordinator before that gauntlet of a schedule? Yeah. I said it, it Brenton, and me, you were texting. I said it in the beginning of the year, and, Brady, you even looked at me crazy. I said, I don't think the Bills are making the playoffs this year. And, I, of course, this is before Aaron Rodgers' injury. 
Right. I just said, because Brady, you know this, most teams, when they have a legit shot, it's a three to four year window. And I felt yeah. like last year was their last window. Now they tried to elevate that by bringing in Leonard Floyd. And I said, that makes a lot of sense. If and only and if. He was the 12, and he was the 12th man, I believe. On yeah, the field. exactly. <laughs> I, said, I said, that elevates his team. If and only if we get the Von Miller we saw before the ACL, yep. we have not gotten that. Plus the injuries on defense. I, I told everybody, everybody looked at me, I said, I don't see them make, making the playoffs just because I think they missed their window. And it's because of Patrick Mahomes. That's just what it is. But their window, they already missed it already. So I think it's interesting to note, too, that before the season, the Bills, uh, amidst all this sort of like the sky is falling, the window's closing kind of chatter out there. And everybody, everybody's, I, I think there's a lot of people who are, for, for whatever reason, like, and I'm not saying you're this way to do this, but it's just like people are like kind of, like okay with the Bills like failing and like it all falling apart, um. Yeah. And, but then they gave that contract extension to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, but it was like very much like a everything's fine. Like don't look at it. Like it was, it didn't feel like it was like a like a big like hey, you know, like we're announcing this extension because uh, <laughs> it felt like a, it felt like a um a vote of confidence extension. And on top of that, it literally happened after the issue with Stefan Diggs. Yes, correct. So it seemed like it was a cover-up thing to let, like you said, Will, to let everybody know, you know, families argue, but we're fine. Look, we just yeah. extended our GM and head coach. And I was like, the timing of that is awful, right? The the, the optics just does not look good right now if you're the Buffalo Bills. Like, why would you extend a coach who misspoke about something and essentially threw a player under the bus when he was in the wrong? Prisco says he thinks that the Bills could blow it up this offseason if they miss the playoffs. Agree or disagree? I agree with. I mean, you're paying a lot of people a lot of money, and if you're not going to make the playoffs and make runs, Brady, what is the purpose of paying them dudes all that money? No, I mean, obviously, I think the reason why you pay everyone money is because you feel like you have a quarterback who can win you a Super Bowl, and and there's no doubt, you know, Josh Allen has that talent, has that ability. I I think the the tough thing for him is is, you know, it's interesting. You know, he was on a podcast with Tom Brady earlier this year, and they were talking about just kind of like you know running and taking off. And Josh Allen was kind of like defending that decision to do that. And obviously, he's such a gifted athlete. He's big. He's physical. Like he's got all of that. But I think Tom Brady was trying to tell him like, "Hey, man, like this is how you play long time. You know, like yeah, in your forties, really successfully and win multiple Super Bowls, because eventually, like those hits add up and freak accidents happen, all that stuff, and." I just – I wonder if, depending on how the rest of the season goes, like I I remember when I went to play for Ty Willingham in college, and I was the first coach they got fired that I was a starting quarterback for, and I felt completely responsible for it. To this day, I felt feel guilty about it. And that, that one hit me the most because that's the team that, like, I chose, they chose me, right? They chose to make an offer. I chose to go there. And, and even to this day, every time I see him, I feel like I always need to apologize because I just wasn't the player that he needed to be – me to be at that point in time in my career, especially as a true freshman playing when I was 18 years old. But I always like reflect back on that and looking at the partnership with your offensive coordinator and with the head coach in that case. And, you know, it, it can kind of be a touchy thing, you know, because you're, you're in a cutthroat business where when things aren't going right, like someone has to take the fall. That's why I bring up like the, the lines are so thin, right? Like if they win that game, we're not having this conversation, correct? Right? They were. Not, I mean, they're a three and three team over the last six, and hey, they ended up winning a close one versus Denver, coming off the bye. Like we make all these reasons on the outside as to why they won that game, and instead, because of the loss and the way they lost, ultimately they have to move on from offense coordinator. And now we're talking about like, well, if it doesn't work out, they blow up the whole thing. It's like, 
Man, I, I think more organizations hurt themselves by blowing things up instead of making minor directions in the course and how they're going about, like where they're trying to get to, right? Yeah, it's like steering exactly. a ship, all right? Anyone who knows, like when you kind of move that rudder, it, it's not like driving a car where you go to turn right and it turns like turns right right away, right? It's not like that. You kind of turn the rudder a bit. It takes a little minute before you start correcting. And sometimes you overcorrect. You got to go a little bit back the other way. It's not like a straight line. And I think that's the hard thing for Buffalo right now is they're feeling like they need to change the direction and change the rudder. And sometimes when you overcorrect and you blow things up, you, you push yourself even further back from having the ultimate su success that you want to. And that's my concern and worry for, I think, Josh Allen, for, you know, Sean McDermott, really that entire organization. All right, let's do some rapid fire playoff division winner predictions. So we're going to do yeah. some Thursday night football as well. We have, we, we'll see if we have time. Um, <laughs> AFC North. Brady, Baltimore, Baltimore, Deuce. Baltimore. I'm going Baltimore Ravens as well. That's who I picked in the beginning of the year. I'm sticking with it. I like that's it. who um, I picked in the beginning of the year as well. Or no, I'm going to pick Cincinnati. You know what's annoying is I've had the Ravens and the Eagles winning the, in the Super Bowl last year, and it's plainly going to be this year. And I had the Bills this year. Huh. In the oh, have you guys seen that that the conspiracy theory about the colors? Yeah, the colors. Yeah. <laughs> so the Super Bowl logo going to be the Chiefs and the Ravens supposedly. Yeah. Oh. I thought Very it was the Ravens and 49ers. Can't be Chiefs and the Ravens. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My bad. Ravens, yeah, yeah. Ravens, Ravens, Ravens right. 49ers right. to match the Super Bowl logo. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess the last two or three years it's been like the, be the Vikings and Chiefs. That's why the NFL scripted, right? It's like that's that's what they want. This is could it, could it, it's all the Vikings, about. Could it be the Vikings and the Chiefs? Ooh, spicy. Josh uh, hey, speaking of the Vikings, who wins the NFC North? Vikings or the Lions? Ready pick the choices. Ready pick the Vikings. I know. I, I I think there might be a playoff team. I'm not sure they make it all the way to catch uh, Detroit. Although they still need, have to play Detroit twice. You got to play yeah. them twice. Still. Sweet Detroit. Yeah. You're yeah. sweet Detroit. You're winning that division. Yeah, pretty Facts. crazy. I'm still. Yeah. I'm still. I picked Detroit in the beginning of the year. I'm sticking. Yeah, I had the Lions too. Brady, you going Lions? Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll go with Vikings. Come on, Josh Dobbs. He's been. The I best love it, Brady. Stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it with it. Come on, KOC. Let's go. I mentioned the Eagles as my Super Bowl pick last year. Didn't have them this year, but they are on top of the NFC East. Do they hold on, hold off against the Cowboys, who they have a substantial lead over? I they think so. do, yeah, I but they, they have a much more difficult schedule than they Dallas do. for us. They the do. I think I did. I pick Dallas before the start of the season. You did. You I, pick I picked Dallas. I kind of have to stick with Dallas now. I feel like because they're the stick with, right there, right? Did, I'll did stick with have, Dallas too. I know you said you put it into your little system thing. I think you said you had them going to the Super Bowl. I do. I had to go on a super. I had to lose to Cincinnati though, which now does not look like it's going to happen. So we'll see. Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati still sneaks in. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think they. All right. So we all got. We all. All right. Uh, AFC East. I mean, what a what a wild division. Like, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, like, it has to be. I, I literally before. said it was going to be between the Jets and Dolphins. Everybody looked at me crazy, but even as a Jet guy, I think it's the Dolphins. What? You went out on a limb and you picked the Jets. That's why I picked to win it, one. And then the yeah. Dolphins, which were a good well, team last year. People were saying like, Buffalo, Buffalo's won it three years in a row. Buffalo's still here. And I kept trying to tell people Buffalo is done. <laughs> I was I was I was wrong. I tell you, man, I should I need to start doing like a um charitable people with Jay knows who tell him he's crazy all the time because I'm feeling like this conversation. Like who are you referring oh, to? Oh, all you gotta man? do is go on my Twitter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I should I need to I need to do a charitable thing where like I raise money. It's like 
And whoever, and whoever, like whatever fan base donates the most money, they can pick what team I pick for to win the Super Bowl. Because whoever I pick to win the Super Bowl, it craters like every year. It's but, amazing. Like, and, and your boy, I think your boy Pete Pisco picked Buffalo too. And I told him, I'm trying to yeah. tell you, this is over with for them. I think about Jacksonville actually, which and Trevor Lawrence for MVP. Trouble. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence for MVP. Yeah, I know, right. Pete should go to jail for his crimes and uh, picking NFL <laughs> games. Uh, okay, uh, who, the, did, who did you guys pick for the East? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll go Dolphins. They have 88% chance to win the division, according to Great. the upshot. Um, yeah, I mean, so. look, I picked the Jets before the season. Um, I think the Dolphins are the team that probably makes it now. Got to, got to make that correction without A-Rod coming back. It just Unfortunately, if, if Rodgers is there, it's probably a different story, but not Great. the case. By yeah, the way, go, I mean, the Dolphins, too. The Dolphins, but the Dolphins are coming off their bye, so it's, like, easy to forget. They still haven't beat a team with a winning record. Like I was just about to say that. They need to beat somebody that actually has a winning record before I just say they're going to win. The they? Fortunately, for the, fortunately for the Dolphins, do they don't they? have a record. <laughs> it's true. They're in the AFC. Let's, let's see how the rest of the season. Everybody I don't thought that was going to be the hardest division in football this year, too. They have they have two they have two games remaining against teams with a winning with a winning record. Just the Cowboys. There and the we Ravens. go. So, hey, so how many games do they have left? Will how many? Uh, they so, have the they have the Raiders, the Jets, the Raiders this week though. Commanders, the Titans, the Jets again, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Yeah, the twelve point favorites of the of the Raiders. Um, don't I, I mean, I, they don't have to beat a winning team in order to be able to make the playoffs. Right. You know that, right? Right. Okay. They, they can win the division without beating a team with a winning record. That's pretty insane. Exactly. Okay, That's, the uh, AFC West. KC, come on, pick them before the season. Yeah, are we really KC. asking this question? <laughs> All right, the a, the NFC West again. Are we really AFC asking South? this question? We're gonna do the AFC South. Oh, we're gonna get there. Okay. We're gonna get there. I'm still, the I'm still gonna West? say Seattle. Oh no, I got San Francisco. I'm gonna say Seattle. Uh, they yeah, haven't, they haven't played each other yet. They still gotta play twice. That's oh, fine. that's a good point. That that'll be a good race down the stretch. Yeah, I think the, they got the same record right now too, right? Um, Seattle have uh, one game behind. Yeah, they're both six and three. Yeah, and three. yeah. All right. Yeah. Sanford has Seattle the tiebreak. Sanford has the tiebreak because they're two and zero in the division. Yeah. Uh, the NFC South. NFC or AFC? NFC. Man, I picked the Saints before the beginning of the season. <laughs> Everybody should get relegated. No, you know yeah. what though? I'm glad they went to Jameis. I hope they stick with them the rest of the way. Like, I it's feel way like more entertaining. But just. He, he, I feel like he's just got a better feel for them down the field pushing the ball. Like, I just, yeah, yeah for sure. Man, it's disappointing. But could the, Bucks, got, could the Bucks sneakily win that division? The Falcons could sneakily win the division. Yeah. I'll stick Everybody, with the Everybody's dealing with quarterback issues except for the Bucks. I picked the Falcons before the season. I'll stick with the Falcons. I'll stick with the Saints. I picked the Saints before the season, so I'm going to stick with them. All right. AFC South, we're all taking the Jaguars, right? Or do you want to take the Texans? I'm taking the Texans, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. Actually, I'll take the Texans. Too. Them in Jacksonville. Hey, uh, Will, we were talking about this last week. Brady wasn't on the show. If you look at their last eight games, five were at home. The three on the road, I believe, are the Colts, Titans, and Jets. Mm. Maybe we're, that's a lot of All right. Way, one more answer. We got to get to, we gotta get to break. You want Jaguars or Texans, Brady? I picked Jags before the season. I'll have to stick with them, but Texans are definitely their playoff team. Let's take a break. And then the AFC North has a massive game on Thursday night. We'll talk about it quickly next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. Welcome back to the Big Six Podcast. Thursday Night Football, Bengals and Ravens, a huge clash of AFC North foes. Dudes, what do you think about this matchup? Oh, man, this is going to be an interesting matchup because both teams are dealing with O-line issues. I mean, Ronnie Stanley went out in the game last week. Uh, the right tackle, Morgan Moses, was hurt before the game. So they're dealing with both backup tackles. So are the the Cleveland Browns. Um, when you look at this game, I mean, not Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals aren't. I'm at, Cincinnati Bengals aren't dealing with offensive issues. I was talking about Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah. But if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, Joe Burrow had an inexcusable red zone turnover, which we don't usually see. You yeah. wonder, Brady, how much T. Higgins not being there. We'll see if he's able to go this week has really yeah. hindered this team. Uh, the Ravens were the number one defense in football for a reason. Now, Cleveland, you know, were able to, they were able to run the ball and the shot was perfect the second half. Now, was that an aberration or were there some was there some leak leakage in the armor? Um, Lamar Jackson has been amazing in primetime. I think the Ravens get this done. I know, Brady, you're like Cincinnati schedule is a little it's a little tough down the stretch. We'll see if they can make a run. I think it just depends on if T. Higgins can come back, right? Because we've seen this all the time. Teams are gonna yeah. slot that extra defender to Jamar Chase. And yeah. uh Joe Burrow looked really good in that first half. He was able to find Trent Irwin on a big play down the field. He was yeah. able to use his tight end. So Burrow doesn't mind throwing the ball around, but you know this stars usually win those big games. Like you gotta have T. Higgins in the fold. I, I still think the Ravens in the run game, the, the one thing the Bengals have struggled with, stopping the run. I mean, goodness gracious. Devin yeah. Singletary still running. Running, but, <laughs> okay, okay, running. Go ahead. Who you got in the game? Uh, the Ravens minus four. Uh, no Hendrickson, I think, hurts. No Higgins hurts in this one. Yeah. Um, and just kind of curious to see where the uh, where the Bengals are in all this. So, all right, all right guys. Do, all, right. all right, do your thing, man. <laughs> all right, good job. All right, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Producer for Brady and Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.